You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. and welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we extend a warm hello to all who are listening on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. Throughout its history, Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago has been tremendously fortunate to have caring corporate leaders and benefactors and trusted advisors and dedicated volunteers who care about the mission of our agency as much as our leaders and our employees do. And when all of the members of one family are all filling those roles, we feel especially blessed and grateful. Mr. Emil Johnson, his wife Sherry, their son Andrew, and their daughter Caitlin are with us today, and each of them has been tremendously generous with their time and all of their efforts to follow the mission of Catholic Charities over many years. We are delighted to have them here to thank them and to hear about their fa family motto uh, of giving back to others. Welcome Emil, Sherry, Andrew, and Caitlin Johnson. Hello, guys. Hi there. How are you, how are you Katie? Hi. I'm well, thank you. How are you doing today, Emil? Terrific, terrific. Good. Good. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, good thank morning. you for having us. Thank yes, you. Thank you so much for having us. And good morning, Andrew. So delighted to be with you all. I should mention that Mr. Emil Johnson is president and chief executive officer of Good Foods, which is a very successful local family-owned business in Lincolnshire. Emil is also vice chairman and secretary of Catholic Charities Board of Advisors after serving in a number of other key roles in recent years. Emil, may I start with you? How did you first become involved with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago? Well, uh, it's, it's uh, I like to call it serendipity, but uh, the real word is the, the, it's the Holy Spirit, I think, drove me to Catholic Charities. Um, many years ago, when I first moved here, I, I did uh, have the privilege of having known uh, Cardinal Bernardine, and I didn't even talk to Cardinal Bernardine, and he had said that he wanted me to be involved, because the kids were very young then. And we just didn't, I just didn't have the time, I'll be frank with you. And I was traveling all over the place. And, but, you know, I, I remember when I started my business and uh, even in my former, my former company that I worked for, we, we, we said, we, we started giving to Catholic charities in ways that, um, that, that were appropriate and, um, and helping Catholic charities. I think you got to talk a little bit more about the, the WIC uh, centers, but when those WIC centers were uh, initially established, uh, some of the products of the company that I worked for, worked for a Fortune 50 company here in Chicago, uh, we were able to uh, help them uh, in terms of some of the products that they needed for the WIC program. And so in 2003, you mentioned that you had been traveling a lot and you decided to pursue a lifelong dream of starting your own business. How did the idea for Good Foods come about? Again, I, I like to talk about serendipity and 
just put a parenthesis around there for the Holy Spirit, because uh, all of a sudden um, there was a need for nutrition in, in our country. How, in, in our country, and I, I don't know if you remember, we talked about schools at, uh, about that time period and uh, the kids being fed um, cereals that were high in sugar. And, and, and we talked about trying to get more fresh foods in terms of uh, uh, vegetables and fruit into our system to our nutrition as a part of our nutrition. So it seemed, and the fact that I worked in a nutritional business um, for over 25 years, it seemed like it was just a good fit and a lot of synergies between my experience and as you'll talk about later, and my association through my business experience early in my career with the USDA to pursue food, but food that was nutritional and healthy. And so according to the website goodfoods.com, the mission of Good Foods is to deliver grade A beans and vegetables that are low in sugar and sodium with no added preservatives. And everything in your canned food business is natural with Good Foods focused on helping the public learn more about nutrition as well. Why are these so standard, so meaningful to you, Emil? Well, well I, I don't want to get too technical, but, but think about nutrition. Think about those things in our diet that uh, that help us to stay healthy. Uh, things like high protein and and and, and fiber and uh, and you know there are some needs for sodium in our diet. But uh, one thing that we I've hired, I worked with, and uh, uh, nutritionists and dietitians for most of my professional career, and they could not tell me one one uh, redeeming value of sugar in our diet other than uh, decayed teeth and weight weight gain. So we knew that, let's eliminate that right away. And so everything else we try to, you know, we don't want chemicals, a few chemicals as possible in our foods. So it was very important to us that we, uh, you know, pursue products that are along the line of good nutrition that's gonna develop, especially from the kids uh, on up to, to age five and even us as adults. We need to eat a little bit more properly. Well, the fact that you pursue this very noble uh, mission uh, makes it a, char a challenging business model, right? Because you don't have the shelf life. Your products don't have the shelf life that other products do uh, with that have preservatives in them. And so the fact that you've been so successful across the Midwest is even a greater credit to you and your team for making that, that movement of the product happen. Because it's not easy when the products don't have any preservatives in them. You've got to get them on the shelf and then get, in, get them into people's homes, right? Thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It's, but it yes. is a noble business model, and we give you so much credit for pursuing that uh, with, with such enthusiasm and success. Um, so once your business has started getting so successful, Emil, um, you went out of your way to make sure that you supported Catholic Charities WIC centers. Can you talk a little bit about how that relationship is now in your supply chain to our WIC centers to keep that nutrition, nutritious, healthy food on our shelves? Well, well, it's so important to us because um, one of the things that <clears throat> we talk about Catholic charities, uh, we talk about uh, the, the underserved in our community. And so here's an opportunity for us to get nutritious food to the underserved in our community through the WIC program, which as you know, as uh, may or may not know, is actually administered uh, through the states by the United States Department of Agriculture. They establish what's good nutrition and you know what our required daily intakes are for the for the nation. 
in terms of nutritional food, how many calories you should uh, consume in a day and how much sodium we should consume in a day, et cetera, et cetera. So it's so important uh, that we push this down to those people that are underserved and quite frankly, um, who probably don't even know what the nutritional facts are, uh, uh, have the proper ability to sometimes even read uh, the back of the can, understand the nutritional contents of that can, but yet because there's guidelines that have been set by the United States Department of Agriculture, uh, they, they, they get that food, that nutritional food, and they get food that's not, uh, oh boy, oh boy. We, <laughs> there's a, uh, there's an animal the dog. <laughs> and, and and don't worry about it. That happens in many an interview. <laughs> Our audience loves animals. Well, yeah, no I worries. Know. I know. So so anyway, we you know we we really try and um and just you know it's so important to us that you know we have a mission and a mission has values and the mission of our value of our mission is to bring good nutrition to our country. So so when we look at that, we're right in line with WIC and the WIC centers. And, and so, you know, it's, there's a tremendous synergy there. And, uh, and we constantly are communicating with the United States Department of Agriculture to what is the what is the benchmark for good nutrition and how do our products and our nutritional facts, how do they measure up to those to those benchmarks? It's a very powerful philanthropic um, mission, Emil. Um, may, may I ask you, Sherry, what were the greatest challenges and rewards as you and Emil built Good Foods together? Uh, so certainly there were many, um, and I think like any family that's juggling, you know, a growing family and careers and then adding on top of that, building out kind of this entrepreneurial uh, business, uh, I think is just finding that balance. And I think certainly ensuring that you keep family top of mind and first in whatever you're doing. Certainly with a uh, family business, it probably kind of bleeds into your personal life more than just a a regular job or career, uh, sometimes into the weekends, the evenings, et cetera. But uh, certainly I think what we try to always do is keep family first and foremost and build the business around that. Uh, as we've, the uh, our children, Andrew and Caitlin, have grown into fine young adults, uh, graduating college and kind of building their careers, they became interested in uh, good foods and being part of the, uh, continuing the legacy there. And it's certainly been rewarding to see them get involved in the company business. And I think the other piece, which we'll talk a little bit about uh, when they when you talk to them, is their involvement in giving back and being involved with Catholic charities as well. Uh, so that's that's been very rewarding to see. And we look forward to continuing that conversation. We're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we return, we have the great pleasure today of being with Mr. Emil Johnson and his family. Please stay tuned. an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. 
Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Catholic education offers something other schools don't. When you walk through that door, you are amongst friends. I can confidently say that I look up to everybody at HT, staff, students. There's just something that you can admire in every person here. We treat everyone here with the same kind of respect that we would hope that exists in our families. Our curriculum is very rigorous, and we hope to match the academic rigor with our level of academic support. They help us prepare for college. They talk to us about our future and what we want to do. I think it instills a sense of community, which makes me more confident in my work. Through the teachers, through our counselors, through all of our administrators, we are educating not just the mind, but also the heart. I think that distinguishes us from other types of schools. Catholic high schools provide high quality, faith-based education. The journey begins by taking your entrance exam. Register online at the Catholic high school you wish to attend. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and it's my honor today to be with Emil, Sherry, Caitlin, and Andrew Johnson, and of, of Good Foods, and of tremendous donors and benefactors and volunteers and trusted advisors to Catholic Charities. Um, Sherry, before the break, we were talking about um, the benefits and the challenges of uh, building, your your, building your business um, with Emil over the years. Um, can I share with you, as you got more involved with Catholic Charities, are there certain programs and services that uh, were especially meaningful to you? Uh, certainly, we... Um Catholic Charities offer so many great uh, programs, but I think the ones that kind of have a special place in our hearts are the ones that uh, provide emergency uh, services and then the ones that also uh, help support women and children programs. So those are the ones that we are kind of, I would say, most attracted to uh, in terms of some of the uh, kind of fundraisers and programs. We've got a lot of big golfers in the family. I'm personally not one of them. Uh, but we've got a lot of friends and golfers, uh, friends and family members who are big golfers. So the the golf tournament, which uh, you mentioned earlier, Emil has been part of, or was actually the uh, chairperson or co-chairperson for a number of years. Uh, that's always a big one uh, that we love to support and continue to support. Uh, I'm a lover of the arts. So the, um, the arts gala is one that we also really enjoy attending. And the uh, wine gala and the... Um, there's one more that escapes my, uh, the uh, wine gala, the, um, a divine affair in January, that, that St. Nicholas Ball, wonderful, that's wonderful. That's always a great holiday event. And, and uh, our live stream is showing a lot of these photos through the years. Um, your generosity and your participation is just spread over, you know, decades. And so we're so grateful to all of you for all you've done for Catholic Charities. Um, Andrew, can, can I ask you, would you share with our audience what your current role is in um, good family business? 
Yes, Katie, and thanks again uh, for, for inviting us and having us on the show. Um, so I, my role is, is vice president of operations, um, really evolved uh, over the years, uh, started with the marketing department uh, just because of my background and my degree um, in marketing, but have slowly you know, transitioned over to really um, operations and, and overseeing the whole uh, company right now. And what programs have you been involved with in Catholic Charities in recent years? So definitely number one is um, WIC, you know, Women and Infant Children. Uh, we know that that is a very special program. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of folks uh, depend on that program, you know, every day uh, to, to, to get all their, you know, their nutrients. And so um, I, I've worked closely with Catholic Charities, uh, WIC program. Uh, the warehouse. I'm, I'm constantly over there uh, checking inventory, you know, making sure, you know, good foods is on the shelf. Uh, we also do baby food as well, uh, pick select fresh. Uh, and that's also in all the Catholic Charities WIC centers. And so my job is really just to make sure, you know, everything's flowing and uh, we have enough product uh, to provide to the customers, you know, because, uh, you know, we have a lot of support around the city and when, when they walk in the, the center and they don't see good foods, you know, people get frustrated. So I make sure, um, you know, our products are on the shelf and fully stocked and, and everything's running smoother. You know, I know community support is a huge part of the Good Foods business model. Um, as you were growing up, how did your parents teach you and your sister about the importance of giving back to the community? I think a lot of, you know, different events, you know, like these, like uh, the, the charity events, um, Monsignor, you know, his special golf tournament um, and, and, you know, just really bringing us into the light and showing us, hey, you know, to much, you know, to what to much is given, you know, um, you know, much is is expected. So, you know, we've always taken that motto. Uh, to give back as much as we can and, and to understand, you know, uh, our, our, our privilege and our, and our, you know, benefit that we were given. So we, we would like to, you know, return that favor. Beautifully said, Andrew. Um, and Caitlin, I had the great pleasure of working with you um, at the Golf Invitational in September, uh, just a, about oh. six weeks ago. Um, and you and I were taking photos and just having a great afternoon together. So generous of you to give your time back, giving back to Catholic Charities as well. Um, how long have you been involved with Catholic Charities and what are your favorite programs to be part of? So I've been involved with Catholic Charities for uh, since the first golf outing, I guess, that we did. And I actually had an internship with them one summer, too. So I've been able to really get involved in work within, within Catholic Charities and um, been able to give back and get through, get some benefits from Catholic Charities as well. But um, just, you know, food banks, giving back to communities in the St. Nicholas Balls, the, the art galas we go to, the, the golf outings we go to. Um, it's an honor to work with such a good established community support system. And even when I was working with as an intern, it was just beautiful to know that I was helping so many people, uh, whether it was paid or not, through WIC and um, soup kitchens and other programs that they do to help the community so Catholic Church does so much so just being a part of any 
event means a lot. Well, you and Andrew are tremendous examples, Caitlin, of uh, being young executives who get it early on that, that these organizations like Catholic Charities really need you um, and they need everybody your age group to understand the importance of the mission. I just want to let you know, you know, you are so well respected and admired across the agency for being these young executives to inspire your friends uh, to come and learn more and participate more. Um, so thank you for all you have done already at such young ages. We're going to take another break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we continue, we're going to continue our discussion with the Johnson family. Wonderful people. Please stay tuned. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Catholic education offers something other schools don't. When you walk through that door, you are amongst friends. I can confidently say that I look up to everybody at HT, staff, students. There's just something that you can admire in every person here. We treat everyone here with the same kind of respect that we would hope that exists in our families. Our curriculum is very rigorous, and we hope to match the academic rigor with our level of academic support. They help us prepare for college. They talk to us about our future and what we want to do. I think it instills a sense of community, which makes me more confident in my work. Through the teachers, through our counselors, through all of our administrators, we are educating not just the mind, but also the heart. I think that distinguishes us from other types of schools. Catholic high schools provide high-quality, faith-based education. The journey begins by taking your entrance exam. Register online at the Catholic high school you wish to attend. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and today I'm here with Emil, Sherry, Andrew, and Caitlin Johnson, who are tremendous friends and partners in the mission of Catholic Charities. Emil, over the years, you graciously accepted numerous positions at Catholic Charities, include being on the Executive Committee, the Board of Directors Committee, the 100th Anniversary Committee, the Benefits Committee, the Development Committee, the Golf Invitational Committee, and the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force. 
May I ask, what are your thoughts and your uh, Sherry as well, as Sally Blount continues to lead Catholic Charities into its second century of service to people in need in Chicago? Sherry, well, may I I'll, ask? I'll speak up real quick. Okay, please go ahead, <laughs> I'll Emil. I'll speak up real quick. First of all, I, wanted, I just want to make a shout out to Nuestra Ayudando because we really support that organization and uh, Familia Nuestra uh, Ayudando. Uh, uh, and um, we really support that organization because uh, there's a lot of underserved in that community also. But but having said that, um, I, I think I can speak to, to Sally. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, one thing, I was also on the selection committee for the CEO. Ah, so wonderful. Pardon me. I'm glad you included that. that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> And, and what and, a great selection lot, that, you made. This was a lot more than I thought, but, but having <laughs> said that, uh, you know, that was so important as we go into, as Catholic Charities surpasses the 100 years since they were founded, and now going into the next 100 years. And the leadership of a person uh, like Sally Blount is so important, and it's a, such an integral part of what we need to do and to guide this organization so that 100 years from now, you'll be having the same conversation with a family, a, a group of families that have done everything they can to make, uh, and maybe maybe we don't need Catholic Charities at that time. Maybe we've get done away with all hunger and all uh, uh, violence and all of those things. And, you know, we've learned and what have you, but in, in doing that, we wanna make sure Catholic Charities is a part of that elimination of, of all those uh, 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 infractions, I guess you might call it in our community. So um, I really, I really just think I have a lot of confidence in Sally. I have a lot of confidence in, in, in her ability and her skill sets to guide us to that point. So that's my feeling about Sally Blonde. <laughs> Beautifully said, Emil. And Sherry, how about you? Uh, I think Emil uh, was very eloquent in his statement there. Um, I think just, you know, you said Catholic Charities has been around 100 years, so just continuing to uh, stay engaged, closely engaged with the community, understanding what the needs are, and, you know, as Emil also said, you know, the ability to, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe in the future we won't need it, or maybe Catholic Charities will look very different, and wouldn't that be a noble thing to achieve? What a, uh, what but a just great goal. Connected with the community and the, and the, the ongoing needs. A great goal to shoot for, Sherry. Um, in the short time we have left, could I ask you each to maybe mention an event or a moment in your experience with Catholic Charity, you know, that's especially memorable to you, either as individuals um, or together as the four of you? Um, Caitlin, can I start with you? Uh, yeah, this, the ability to connect with so many different priests across Chicago and all the different events we go to is really special just to you know, humanize these people that dedicate their lives to so much, so much faith, and like just knowing that they're real, they're real human beings with uh, real life um, ideas and uh, willing to take their time out of their lives and help people and being connected with that. I, I love that, and being connected to people that are, that dedicate their lives to that is really special. What a great great thought for us to think about. Thank you so much. Uh, and how about you, Andrew? For me, I would have to go back to the junior board. Um, really just 
the ability and, you know, just the idea of connecting with like-minded individuals um, who are, you know, a similar age, obviously it's a junior board. So there's a age limit until you become on the board. So it's cool to have, you know, people uh, in the same kind of generation, um, you know, folks that I probably would go to school with a lot of Loyola grads, which I went to. So uh, it, it, it was cool, you know, especially like on the, one of the first meetings I went to, we met at the Godfrey hotel um, <clears throat> just down the street from Catholic charities, just to plan out the year, um, all these events. And it was cool to just see folks that were on the same, you know, mindset as you um, and, and the same, same wavelength as far as <clears throat> trying to help the community. Excuse me. Well, Emil and Sherry and Andrew and Caitlin, you inspire us all with your wonderful uh, ability to articulate the Catholic Charities mission so well, but also your tremendous ongoing generosity to the mission of the agency. Um, you, your unity, kindness, selflessness, and dedication to Catholic Charities is deeply appreciated and admired. Um, we want to just share again that website is goodfoods.com for all who want to learn more about this wonderful family business and the products and the philanthropy behind it all. So again, thank you so much, Johnson family, and we wish you all a wonderful holiday season ahead. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Happy holidays too. Thank you so much. And we invite you all again back and again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman, and we thank you so much for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities.